Okay, so here's the scenario. You're a tech company and you're looking to spread your wings and expand into a new market like France, but you're not fully sure of the unique qualities of the market. Well, this week we are looking at the French tech scene to find out new opportunities and best practice. Here's episode 18 of Sideload. Welcome to Sideload, the technology podcast from Edelman, London. I'm Jermaine Dallas and today we're talking about France, or more specifically the growth prospects for tech brands out there. Is there a thing or two that us Brits can learn from our Gallic counterparts? My experience is limited, I went to holiday in Paris once, so we drafted in one of our experts from our Paris office who knows a lot more about this than I do. Karine Curie is the manager working with our tech specialist in Paris. She's passionate about fast growth companies and she leads the charge for our scale-up offering in France. Karine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hello, thank you for having me today. So let's start off with a bit of scene setting then. Can you give us a bit of a description about the tech scene in, in France? Sure. So in France, like everywhere in the world, we are talking about tech every day. Um, when we think about tech, um, I used to separate companies and put it under three categories. So we have, of course, the large tech companies that are purely tech. Um, companies like Cisco, SAP, Google or HP and then we have historical company mainly from several industries um, such as Airbus, SNCF or even FedEx, um, a very large company and old ones and then of course we have the startups. Uh, so in France um, we don't have many large tech companies like they have in the US for example um, but I think we are good and at least very good <coughs> at um, disrupting uh, historical businesses. Um, we have a very innovative company like Airbus, SNCF, um, I mentioned them earlier. Um, they are really good at transforming themselves. We are all talking about digital transformation, but for some of them it's real and it started many years ago. Um, and in several uh, sectors we are, um, I, I think we are one of the best countries when it comes to health. Um, the first virtual heart was developed uh, and tested in France. Um, we have companies like Sophia Genetics, for example, founded by a French guy, a uh, French entrepreneur. Um, Sophia Genetics is one of the most prestigious startups in the world, according to the, the MIT. They are based in, uh, in Switzerland. And then we have um, historical business like SNCF. It's our national train uh, company. Um, they invested a lot in um, Hyperloop, for example. Two years ago, they invested more than um, $80 million um, into Hyperloop. So they are considering new technologies and invest in it to be sure that their business continue to live. Because if you don't invest today, uh, you will be dead, actually. Uh, because some of the great innovation coming from the US or other countries are really dis disrupting transport, health, um, but also finance. Um, so they really understood um, the challenges they are facing today with tech. If we take Schneider Electric, for example, so their global CIO is French, uh, is based in, uh, in the US, is actually today the CDO of the company, and he became the first global CIO for the, for the company. He really, um, he really transformed the company. He started to move from um, traditional IT to a platform approach. 
Um, so he, and he's one of the big stars uh, in the tech ecosystem uh, abroad and globally. Um, and then in France, you have also the startups ecosystem. Of course, it's growing very fast. Uh, we didn't expect that um, number of startups many years ago. So mm. it's great. I think it's um, part of the French tech movement that uh, supported entrepreneurs and innovation. We are not used to think about France when we um, talk about entrepreneurs. Uh, some people say that entrepreneur is not part of the French culture, but as our president reminded us um, last year, entrepreneur is a French word. So I really believe that we are able to create things. The only thing we need in France is to be sure that um, the only thing we need in France um, is to think that it's possible. And I yeah. think some companies started to open the way uh, for innovative entrepreneurs like Free with Xavier Niel, uh, Vente Privé with Antoine Grandjon, or companies like Blabacar, Criteo, um, some of the great startups that expand their business globally and that show us that it's possible to be French and have a successful business uh, outside France. Sure, sure. And what about the media covering these brands? What does that landscape look like in, in France? It's very small. Uh, we have less and less tech publication. We have very strong um, ITB2B publication. But when it comes to B2C publication, um, yeah, like in every country, uh, media is um, in a crisis right now. And tech is also one of the examples. But the good news is that everyone is talking about tech. So tech is everywhere in the media. Um, you can see... Mainstream media as well as the trades. Yeah, exactly. And even TV and radio, you can, you can be at home watching the uh, night TV show, uh, the news show, and have um, a TV report on, I don't know, uh, artificial intelligence or maybe not blockchain today, but yeah. I'm sure we come to it uh, to explain what it is. Um, we had... Uh, some reports, TV reports and radio reports about the Bitcoin also last year because it's exploding um, in France like everywhere. Uh, so yeah, even main, mainstream media uh, are talking about tech today. So you have to think about yeah, the, best per the best person uh, inside the media to talk about tech and really transform your story uh, outside tech and the impact uh, it has on the, on the citizen, on the people and basically on our life. Mm. So in your view then, what's unique about the technology scene in France, if there are any unique points? Mm, I would say um, definitely the talents. Um, we are good at um, educating people and we have the best developers and engineers uh, in the world, actually. A lot of them are working in the, in the Valley um, and large companies are investing in these talents. So I would say that we have the best brains uh, mm -hmm. in the world, especially in the um, AI field. Actually, the two VP that are managing the AI business unit at Facebook are French. One of them uh, came from IBM Watson, um, where we managed um, 300 engineers to develop the technology. Um, so I would say that, yeah, the talents is our uh, main um, advantage and difference. Um, we have to make sure now that not the, 
to be sure that they are in France because I think it's great that they are uh, working for also companies in the US or uh, elsewhere, mm. but to be sure that um, we are good at educating more people in France to have the best schools, uh, to be sure that we continue to, uh, to innovate. But a lot of great technologies um, developed uh, in the past few years came from French brains, so that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's cool. So, in terms of like that education system, then what's the what's the pipeline like in terms of um, in in France and educating people to to, for, to get the next generation of tech minds? I think that's a very very difficult um, question, and education is always um, difficult to transform. Um, I think now with the government we have. They seen tech as um, as a cross um, skill or trend or whatever or tool. Mm. Um, so we need to integrate tech uh, in education, in health, in economy, in finance, and not think about education, health, and then tech. Um, so I think the government understands it. Um, what we need is to be sure that our education system has, um, you know, the the resources, uh, finance, but also. Uh, people um, to be sure that yeah the the young people are ready um, to live in the tech world in a digitalized world so what we see now one of the priority for the government is um, to be sure they are familiar with uh, the technology the computers um, or even tablets and mobile that they are comfortable with using social media platforms in a good way um, they are educating them also in the um, in the digital media uh, to be sure that you know they are identifying the best resources and make the difference also with the real um, news and the fake news this kind of stuff so it's starting to to get better um, but I think we can do more uh, some of the tech school um, also are preparing people to be engineers and developers so this is why we have uh, so many good people in France mm. but I think they don't prepare them to be a central point inside the company and to talk also with businesses. So I think this is the next, uh, the next step. Sure. So what challenges might companies need to consider when entering the French market? Um, if you're running a business and want to invest in France, you have to consider, I think, three aspects. Um, the first one is, of course, the regulation, uh, like in every country. Um, the French law, but also the European law, especially when it comes to cybersecurity and data privacy. Um, I think Europe and France um, are good at it and to understand that we have to innovate, but we also have a responsibility um, with a citizen. You have to make sure that um, you integrate, uh, you're integrated in, um, in the local market and that you have an impact. Um, consumers in France but also all around the world are no longer looking for the best company and the best um, tools or products or services they are looking for companies that have a responsibility um, locally um, and globally also so you have to make sure that your business creates uh, jobs for example it's very it can be simple and obvious but some companies don't understand mm. so you have to make sure that you have a local impact on the economy on the society and on the people and the third one um, would be the, of course, the culture. Um, could be obvious, but some companies forget about it. Um, even French company, when they go uh, abroad, 
um, you have to make sure that you understand the country. It's different. Uh, for example, France and Germany are very different. In France, everything is centralized in Paris. Uh, in Germany, it's not the case, for example. So you have to understand that Paris is the center of France, but you also have big cities that are um, doing great, like developing uh, businesses and innovation, like Bordeaux, uh, Lyon, or Nantes, for example. So yeah, you have to understand the, the ecosystem, how it works, and to understand that people in Paris are great at understanding technology, but in some other parts of the country, it's not the case. Mm. Um, and that the government is investing a lot also to be sure that everyone is on, uh, you know, uh, aligned and have access to the same opportunities. Sure. Um, but then when you look at, at Paris, um, capital city, is the culture that different to say London, for example? Or any other major city? If you take the city, for example, but um, the the way uh, it is constructed, um, London is big compared to Paris, uh, so it's not the same ecosystem. Um, in Paris, you you need to you need to understand that Paris is uh, the heart of the country, but the heart also of the region. London is a big city, but Paris is a small city, but part of the big. A big region mm. um, so you have to make sure that you're not too oriented to the Parisian people but to the people from Ile-de-France the global region and then um, give the same opportunities to everyone uh, for example if you take um, the Blablacar example so Blablacar is a, um, a car sharing company um, it exploded in France um, because it was the first time we had um, a service that allowed us to have an alternative to plane or trains. Mm. Um, they, so they were created in France. They launched and now it's big over here as well. Yeah it's, yeah, it's big. And they launched the service in London maybe two or three years ago. Um, and it was a big challenge for them because Blablacar in France is made for, for young people and people um, who are looking for a cheap uh, way of transport. In London, if you have a car, you have money. The city is big, um, and actually a lot of people in Paris have cars, but not in London, mm. and the city is very large. So it doesn't work the same way as it works in France. So the targets are different. In London, they are targeting um, middle class and upper class, uh, and in France, it's people who don't have, let's say, uh, not enough money to travel with trains mm. or planes. Sure, sure, sure. That's a good, good, interesting point. So, and we're going to continue the conversation with Karine about her perspective of the French tech landscape. But what about the view of a Brit um, about France's tech-led future? Well, let's take a quick listen to episode 15 of Sideload, where we had Justin Westcott on the show. Justin works with the Edelman tech specialists across Europe, and he spoke recently about France's presence at the Consumer Electronics Show, aka CES. In my role thinking about technology across Europe, I was both surprised and impressed with the sheer scale of uh, the operations put forward by France. Um, so I think Simon touched earlier on the Eureka Park, which is a huge hall full of uh, startups and early stage technology innovations. And um, uh, Le French Tech uh, had sent over all on you know the dime of the, the French taxpayer or the, or the French government 
I would say probably about 150, 160 startups all there with a booth showing their technology to an American or global audience. Super impressive, some really good technology. Um, uh, counter to that, uh, the UK, they were with eight companies. Um, and right. I think it's probably a close second, or far <laughs> from close second, would be uh, Germany, which probably only had about 12 or 13. Uh, clearly, this is now very much on the political agenda in Europe. Uh, the new leadership in France is really bullish about the opportunity they see ahead for reshaping and reimagining the economy in France. So I emailed the, our French team afterwards saying if I was French, I'd be really proud to be French walking around this show. It was, it was really great to see. You're listening to Sideload, and today we're talking about growing and communicating a tech brand in France. We're still here with Karine Curie, one of our tech specialists from Paris. So, um, Karine, we just heard the clip um, that Justin Westcott uh, made on a recent episode of Sideload. Uh, just, Justin is the head of European technology, and he's well known to Sideload listeners as well. And he spoke about the strength of the French presence at CES this year, particularly the startups. So um, he suspected it was a reflection of the French government's bullishness in reshaping the economy through tech. Um, do you agree with the, um, that this is a focus for the French government and how do you see that manifested on a day-to-day? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, the French tech movement was created a few years ago and supported by the minister in charge of economy in France. Um, Actually, it helped us to make our tech ecosystem more visible and to empower entrepreneurs um, um, and to be sure that they are working together to show and uh, what France is capable of. Um, mm. So, yeah, I totally agree, it, especially in the U.S. Uh, so the French tech is not only in France, but they have hubs, uh, for example, in San Francisco or in Boston. Um, they are investing a lot. Um, in the French communities, but also in the US communities um, and on events like the CS, as you mentioned. Mm. Uh, CS is a big, big show for France. Um, actually, this year, France was yeah one of, one of the most represented country. So that's great. And it's not just about communication and show that France is here. It's real uh, for the government, at least, um, and for the, for the tech ecosystem. So the president, um, Emmanuel Macron, supported by the uh, Secretary of State in charge of digital, really understand how tech works and the impact it has on our society and on the way we're living. Um, actually, I think is the first president to really understand what tech is compared to the other one. And it's much needed yeah. in 2018, right? Yeah, and they are investing a lot. Um, Macron met with uh, the Facebook team earlier this year and Facebook made um, a huge investment in France. They will um, double the number of people working in their AI center, for example, in Paris. Um, so we, we see a lot of investment. Um, some uh, foreign company are acquiring also um, the, the French startup in the AI field. Um, and it's not just about uh, you know tech companies and investment. Um, they really want to integrate tech um, under the big um, challenges we have, like in health. Um, health, I think, will be the next big thing. We have a very, very good health system in France, uh, maybe one of the most um, uh, good one uh, around the world. And they created last year the health tech 
so this is the same model uh, than French tech is to showcase mm. um, our health system uh, around the world and to help other countries to develop or enhance their system. Uh, so scientists, doctors, but also startups are working together um, to be sure that our system is visible and that we can disrupt uh, this industry. Uh, the government um, is one of their priority to be sure that we digitalized our health system. Uh, and I think it's really important uh, outside the tech, uh, purely tech uh, world. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, the government um, is really active. Now their challenge is to make sure that, uh, like I said earlier, that everyone in France um, and French people uh, living abroad uh, have the same opportunities. They have to make sure that the country um, is yeah, together and federated to um, innovate and disrupt uh, health education also uh, and the big economic uh, part of the, of the country. Sure, and, and I suppose it's a, it's a two-pronged approach, isn't it, where they want to support the startups that are in France, but also they want to showcase to the world, like they did at CES, that we are here, we are a force on yeah. the world stage. Yeah, and actually it's not just about startups. At the CES, you also have big companies like La Poste. It's our national mail uh, company. Um, so they are here at the CES, and it was not... Why were, why were they at CES, the, the mail company? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, actually, you don't expect to see La Poste uh, mm. at the CES, um, but La Poste is one of the, of the companies like the SNCF we mentioned earlier. Um, they will be dead if they don't change their business. And La Poste is a really, really great company when it comes to innovation. Um, today we are using um, emails, um, instant messages, uh, social media. Uh, we are connected and we are using our smartphone and tablets and PCs every day. Who is sending mails today? Yeah. No one. Um, you still need mails for administrative stuff in France. I don't know how it is in, uh, in the UK, for example, but in France, you still need it. But if you don't change the mail business, um, it will disappear. And we don't want to see uh, a company like La Poste disappearing in the next few years. So many years ago, they developed um, uh, the banking activities. And now they are looking for you know, digitaliz digitalizing their business. For example, what about having connected mails? Uh, in the future, or be sure that you know all the all the products you are ordering online, uh, whatever it's clothes or smartphones, or you can track them um, with a sensor uh, connected to a platform, so you can follow um, the, the the transportation and where your package is in real time. So this is a kind of innovation Lapos is uh, um, is investing in, and when they when they come to the CES. They organize every year a contest with startups and they bring um, startups with them to show the innovation. So they are using innovation um, to show that they are innovative and that they can change historical business. But they are also using, um, you know, they are large companies, they have uh, a lot of um, resources and money. So they show that they can invest also in the next generation of entrepreneurs and companies. Sure. This is why companies like La Poste are uh, on the ground at the CES. Cool. Well, there's some good um, good learning points there that I think um, some others can take on board there from what's happening in, in France. But I know there's going to be a lot of companies, um, particularly companies um, based in here in the UK, that are going to want to um, extend.
extend and have a presence in 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 France. So from a comms perspective, what 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 does a brand need to do to communicate their message in France? Is it just a simple case of translating a press release into French? Actually, it never was a question about translating a release or. Um, you know, communicate in France like you communicate in the U in the US, in the UK, or in Germany. Um, like I said before, you need to understand the culture, and also you need to think about the the impact you have locally. Um, maybe you maybe a company will launch a product, and it's the same in the UK, in Germany, in Spain, in India, or in the US. Um, but you have to make sure that you understand why it's important for French people, um, why your service will change something in France. Um, so you have to make sure that you speak with your local audience and your stakeholders, that you meet their expectation. Um, also, it's not just about um, press releases and um, media in a way that historical media. Um, you need to think more broadly and have an integrated uh, approach. Um, actually, today, uh, it's not just about media, it's not just about um, social media platform or TV, radio or the web. Um, you need to think about the story first. And then, who is your audience? What are they looking for? What kind of media they are consuming? And how you can you know, share your story? Uh, you need to think about the format. <clears throat> you need to think about the format as well. Um, and also, a very, very important point is that you need to have, um, can be obvious, but you need to have a French um, team here that can engage with your stakeholders, with your partners, with your clients, um, and as well as with the general public. Um, you so, so you can't communicate to France from the UK? You can, but you can, but you will engage with um, your Parisian audience. Uh, we are used to have um, events, especially in the tech ecosystem, to have events where we have English speakers, um, speakers from the UK, speakers from the US, and it's great for the inspiration. Um, to share knowledge, to share ideas, uh, to be sure that everyone is connected in, in the tech ecosystem, not only in France. But if you want to have a very strong communication program, you can communicate from the UK, but it's better if you have uh, a French team or one market, yeah, your own sure. people from France, um, even if it's based uh, in the UK, uh, but to be sure that you understand the culture. I think you, you can't understand a culture or understand a country if you're not from it or if you don't live in it uh, mm. since at least, I don't know, two or three years. Sure, sure. So you, you work with a lot of international brands. Do, do you see companies that get it wrong sometimes and they don't understand all those things? I think it's getting better. Um, when, I, when I joined um, uh, the PR industry, when I started to work, um, I'm not old, but let's say many years ago. <laughs> yeah, we were used to receive press releases from um, uh, global companies saying you need to translate it and send it. Now it's more about um, how you can localize uh, the content, how you can communicate with French stakeholders, with the French audience. I think every international company is now understand or at least uh, are open to um, you know, change the way they are communicated locally. Um, sometimes you can you can work with people from the U.S. saying that oh we didn't know that um, we had to you know localize the content, be sure the story is mm. uh, is relevant for France. 
but because they never experience it. Uh, if you are a startup, you start in the US or in the UK and then you start to expand. So of course you don't know yet what are the specificities in every country, um, but they are open uh, to do it and they really want to understand. So that's the main difference compared to, I don't know, let's say eight years ago. Mm. Um, yeah, you can have very, very interesting discussion and they are open to, uh, you know, have your feedback and, uh, yeah, for example, in PR, uh, if you're a B2B tech company, now US companies know that um, in France, it's better if you have customers that are ready to, to communicate with media uh, or to show that they are using your services, your tools, and that they change something inside the, their company with uh, your tool or your service. Mm. Um, compared to other country, or you can just you know, uh, talk about your product, uh, talk about the benefits for a company. In France, you need yeah, a customer to do that, like an ambassador. Cool, great. Well, um, Karine, thank you so much for joining us on the show and, and coming all the way from Paris to do so. <laughs> and thank you for listening to Sideload. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to get in touch, send us an email to sideload at edelman.com. See you next time.